everybody tells artists you need to break your art down into bite-sized chunks so that people can digest that. A lot of the market is niched, but there's also another side where you don't have to niche your art down. You can go about it two ways and both ways are fine. Welcome to Artist Talk Central, where we ask artists about their dreams and journeys and challenges and struggles. I'm your host, Buddy, and a bit of a weird friend, Sharice. Let's get right into it. Welcome to another episode on Artist Talk Central. I'm here today with very, very talented DJ, musician, producer, and artist, very multifaceted, Joshua Carl Barades, but you go by JC Barades, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Add one more to the resume if I have to. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that your official DJ name, JC Barades? I would say JC Barades is more of like I produce anything like softer tones or like anything melodic. But if I want to go like hard, heavy, Skrillex kind of beat, I'd say I go by the Curse Redoni, as they as everyone in Hong Kong has been catching their eyes, catching on lately. Let's jump straight into the topics that we're going to talk about today, which is a little bit about you and about how it is like when you're a multifaceted artist who happens to only have you as a one-man team and a little bit about validation i think that's what we're going to talk about today and we're going to talk about branding and marketing which i'm very excited to dig into how did you discover your multiple passions and what motivated you to pursue a career in these fields i I grew up with arts all around me i guess i think it's just because i grew up in the philippines i moved here since high school but um, my my parents were both art like they they studied in the field of arts. My dad is an architect. My mom graduated in fine arts, and mostly because of my mom's uh, paintings all around the house, a lot of art books around the house. When I moved, it it was hard to like get around the arts or within the music in Hong in the in the Philippines because Philippines is, has a very competitive like music kind music industry or yeah I can imagine. And when I moved here to Hong Kong, I think it was just more of it becomes easier. Have you heard, are you familiar with this thing called the crab mentality? C- crab mentality? Yeah. No. So it's like a thing. It's like my mom always keeps warning me about this because if I ever wanted to like stand out, start off as an artist in the Philippines, a crab has a very hard shell, right? Yeah. It just means like, and not to say that everyone in the Philippine artist is a stub is stubborn, but it's just more of oh. I want to bring everyone down because I want to prove that I'm better. That kind of mentality. Right. Do you, you kind of... No, I, I kind of get what you mean. Is that a common consensus around the culture in the music industry in the Philippines? I'd say it's just more of... I think it's just if you're really talented enough, you re, then it becomes really difficult. Like, right. Because like, otherwise you're going to either stand... You're either just going to end up doing small bars or you're if you're very lucky, have the money enough, you can be able to do well in in like do festivals or get a sign on a record label which is compared to here it's just more of anyone can start off really easily like small bar because they all start off in small bars and then later on if they they build up an audience it's Mm. it's better in Hong Kong at least Mm. yeah no fair enough I feel like a lot of the artistic industry is kind of like that not just the Filipino one Mm. I feel like the competition is always there right but yeah 
I don't know. That's another topic that we're not going to go too much into. Um, but anyways, um, how how do you keep up with all of these passions of yours? Because obviously it's a lot to handle. And right now you're also a student, a full-time student. Is that correct? Yep. You're still a full-time student and you're a DJ and you're a musician and you're an artist. And you're coming out with a... 36 song album 35 35 song <laughs> album in in this year in may yep which is crazy so how exactly do you manage all of these things do you keep it separate in a way to like take a break from other things or i have this rule i have or this kind of an analogy it's just more because like i am a photographer so i have to always carry around spare spare batteries for my cameras mm-hmm. so i always think of my passions as like a camera my passion and my drive is this camera sorry my passions are like batteries and my passion is like a camera for each battery is representing my 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 hobbies or my interests djing music production doing arts doing mm-hmm. photography whatever i get so fixated on doing this uh, one hobby like I focus DJing on like this whole month then and it becomes really tiring so it's you like you burn out I burn out so yeah. I charge it like a battery and I hop onto the next one and then I hop onto the next one and it burns out and again and again and again and again yeah. that's why it's just more like there will be one month where I'll just be focusing on music and DJing and then this whole month where I'm just like constantly drawing because I just got fixated on these things that's I'll- actually a great way to go about burnouts I feel like having having multiple things to concentrate on because I, I, I go through the same thing but except that I can't really focus on one thing for a whole month I really admire you to be able to do that for me it's more like a weekly cycle like or even one day I focus on music and the next day I kind of have to like take a break if it's too intense on one day and I I alternate between you know dance and music and Mm -hmm. all of my other hobbies Moving on to our first uh, broad topic about marketing and branding, I noticed, well, you told me as well, that most of your DJ community knows you by your red mask. And because you're still relatively new to the game, right, and um, this mask is helpful would you say in in pushing that image of you that persona and that brand how did you come about creating this persona and shaping your dj branding according to this persona there are two things where that influenced me to become the curse the mask curse red only as they say one is more of my love for edm music since i was still a kid are you familiar with daft punk the two robot heads marshmallow I think it was just the idea where they are masked DJs, they're producers. It's just so fascinating. It's like imagine a seven-year-old discovered this and they're just so fascinated. Like, And it opened up a world of possibilities for exactly. you. Exactly. The second factor is just more of video games and anime. I grew up with like watching anime since I got here. When I moved here to Hong Kong and in high school, and it's always just me watching Tokyo Ghoul. And then I got back my love for anime during when I got into university, watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Then came Jujutsu Kaisen. Chainsaw Man, love that one. For Genshin Impact, there's this character you can play. He is a gangster, a carefree, reckless. He's still dumb. He's a himbo, but he's like a gangster in the Japan region. And his character species type is based off a red oni, which is like an ogre demon in actual Japanese mythology. I have a thing for mythology. Like I love researching about history, culture, and mythology. There's something what I resonate about him is because he's so very extroverted. He's so carefree. He he just feels like he's so adventurous, reckless, but in a fun way. Even though that he can be reckless, he gets into trouble all the time. He still has that soft heart because he 
because he oh because he's always out there for his friends and it's just the whole red only thing later on when i got when i wanted to debut as a dj i figured you know what let me just actually just be a dj with that character and so i named myself the curse red only for, since then and i never i never looked back i just kept improving the backstory and lore and everything mm-hmm. so it's just for me to say this is my love for these djs my love for the anime that kind of carried me through college so it all kind of intertwines together your different influences mm. and passions yeah. nice and how how exactly does that does your signature get incorporated into your DJ sets and and how how you brand yourself? Cheris men- mentioned that I I major in graphic design, so there's always a lot of things. And then when I when I got into DJing, and then when I got into graph and when it comes to graphic design, it's all about aesthetic, I guess. Mm-hmm. My my professor always teaches me like whether you're a company, whether you're a individual, you need to have something like a theme or an aesthetic that just says that it represents yourself. So it's just finding like what suits me as a red oni. So it's like I want to get the gangster kind of look, but gruff rock star kind of look. If you ever see how DJs try to present themselves either in Hong Kong or wherever you are in the world, it's always you see this this niche. It's just standing out of the niche. Can you talk a little bit more about why that is important to have a certain aesthetic and a certain branding to yourself as an artist, not just a DJ? I think it's just to show that you're creative. You're, yeah. you're willing to take the risks. You're taking to take boundaries. Because what graphic design has taught me is just more like whenever I do a poster, I have to make sure that even though it, it's, it's, it looks nice... It has to also give a message as well. That's mm-hmm. why I had to make my poster still clear, still coherent, but still keep consistent with the theme. And it's still unique in a way. Yeah, and a lot of the times it's about bringing a feeling to somebody, right? Mm. And if your brand, if you, the way that you market yourself can create that feeling for somebody, then I'm guessing that's the road to success. In a Correct? way, yeah. It's just one of them. Yeah. It's 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 always a lot of risk taking. You still persist. You're still willing to learn with an open open mind, open heart. Because like it's just sometimes like if you're willing to like okay, don't follow what they do. Be willing to like okay, it it I may not it may not work well, but I still do it. Mm. Then what's 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 there to lose if you if you know what you're risking at least you know. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You talked a little bit about how it's hard to be a one-man team because obviously you're managing everything yourself, mm-hmm. kind of like me. Um, Agree. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, so what has being a one-man team taught you? And can you talk a little bit about you know how you manage doing mm. everything and all that? Uh, six months into like the DJing thing, I've met up with some people. When you come to Hong Kong and see all these DJs, they always have like a they think they're called collectives it's different than record labels so collective is just roughly more on um, there'll be a group of DJs they, they play the similar sound they would match the similar aesthetic and sound that you play and they will be planning to host events whether for this kind of things for junk boats or for clubs or anything to support artists we try to form our own collective but I think what what made me still push through more of a one-man team was one. I've been kind of been doing it even because I was a free, I'm also a freelancing a freelancer. So I've always been managing. I have to learn how to make do business with people while still do the work, and then just go on a day go on a day with it, whether photography or arts. So it's a lot of applying my freelancing thing as a one-man team. 
But what pushed me through was more of creative differences or working with the right type of people. Because when I did with my collective, I've only lasted with them for roughly two months. Their approach was more of mainstream. And there were so many decisions where my 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 plans to do these kind of big events because it, I have like a very art artist kind of mind where I plan whatever I like because I think it's just unique it's creative but some think it's it can be difficult logistically or to the point it becomes nonsense to a very logical person I've had either conversations or arguments or disagreements with people who think of it logist- logistically but for them they were going for a niche market I kind of left that collective later on and I and because of that I've now managed to like have the freedom to still I want to play whatever I like I've learned to like still be me but it's just also being more of not being pressured by this industry I've always wanted to just like I want to put my own twist into it people will judge you for everything will judge you for it because it may not be their taste. That's why That's why there's a niche thing. That's the thing about niches though, isn't it? It's like everybody tells artists you need to break your art down into bite-sized chunks so that people can digest that. But I think, you know, well, at least that shouldn't be the case. How, however, unfortunately, a lot of the market is niched and you have to have a certain image and aesthetic and branding in order to track a certain audience so i would say if that if that's what you want to do as an artist that's your choice obviously you can cater to the mainstream media right but there's also another side where you don't have to niche your art down where you can do whatever you want which i feel like is is both the consensus that we're doing here so yeah you can go about it two ways and both ways are fine it's always a lot of risk taking so at least that's that's a good first it's always like a good first step or a good Mm -hmm. process when going through this at least yeah so my advice is artists if you don't want to niche down your art you don't have to you don't have to make your art digestible for other people that's up to your audience to find you as an artist it's always like finding your audience or finding if anyone likes your art they will come they will stay if they do like you and as you are because like if you've managed to get yourself from somebody you used to be that audience if you can find that same audience as well why not if you find people that like dubstep if you start making dubstep surely those people those same people will come to you eventually Mm -hmm. so What's there to stop you? It's always a lot of risk taking. And I think it's also, it can teach you a lot about discipline when being a one man team. And also teaching you how to be a multitasker at some point. We are the social media managers, we are the marketing managers, we're the financial managers, we're the, we're the producers, we're, the, we're our own photographer. Um, yeah, it's, there's often times where I'm like, oh, um, let me just do this poster for this, 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 for like my marketing and stuff. And I'm like, Oh shit, so I can actually do web design? Like, that's actually pretty cool. I didn't know I was capable of doing that. And yeah, I don't know. It's really fun though, for me at least. It's overwhelming, but it's also fun. You learn to balance as well. You you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I read a book one time, and basically the, the gist of it was, in order to be successful, you have to enjoy the suffering. You have to enjoy the suffering of what you're doing. So Suffer. even though it no, it, it actually is painful to do everything yourself to mm. constantly go through that stress, but ultimately deep down I enjoy suffering through that. And as long as you push through, you're on your way to succeeding. If you've never done, if you've never suffered through art, you you never learn anything at all. Honestly, no, that is that is very true. 
Okay, well, we we both love being a one-man team, obviously, but now we're going to talk a little bit about the downsides and the disadvantages to managing everything yourself. I guess the downside of it is just more of like, it will challenge you, your mental state and your social relationships because we have had times where we keep saying like, oh, I have a gig. Are you free to come? I can give you a discount. Like I think unless you unless you're willing to invite them for free or unless you're asking them to pay to support you, it will be like a like a hit or miss. Unless you have friends who will be willing to pay to like come to you or willing to support you or still have the availability, it will become like a dragging thing, I guess. However, you know there are downsides to you know downsides and upsides to all things. But what advice would you give young creators or people who are starting and they're doing this on their own, independent artists? When when it comes to you know self doubt and kind of creative blocks, learn, recreate things. It's like the whole it's the whole saying what it goes artists steal in a way. Yeah, we all kind of well quote unquote steal inspiration from other people but then it's, you know. it will shape you into what you can do later on yeah, you no, just don't yeah. know it well the next one will be more on connections at least whether you're a one man team or not the second thing at least other than just steal inspiration the second one is just uh, connections so it's just and then I think from there people because you have to find hubs you have to explore around Find peep, find places where you know where you'll find the people that you like. That support you as well. Like Yeah, probably, find your community. Yeah, it, it's always like finding a community. Let me add a little bit on the two points that you said. Because point number one was to, you know, um, approach new things, learn new things, and try to find inspiration from, from that, right? Mm. Uh, I often find it useful when I get creative blocks or when I reach moments of self-doubt to, to go find the inspiration so instead of letting inspiration come to me which i think is a lot of what artists do you have you have to start doing something to find that inspiration which then leads to motivation Mm. which then leads to more inspiration and motivation so action always should come first Mm. you know you you take the action to learn from new things i often find it helpful to just literally listen to new genres like but not only listen but also to analyze the different musical elements mm. of different genres and to go into other artists portfolios and actually listen very carefully to their music production vocal processing and just take action and then the inspiration will come to you once you take that action and the second point about finding connections that's also very helpful to just not necessarily you have to like set a project down and collab with somebody although that's also helpful i feel like um but to just connect with different musicians in your field or outside your field and going on to our last point which is a little bit about validation and seeking validation not only from yourself and from other people because obviously being a dj again talking about niches and then going back to you know catering to the mainstream pop uh, media or hip hop media, um, that it's it's a bit hard sometimes, you know, yeah. to find that validation. So, my question is, as an underground EDM artist, how do you navigate, you know, that staying true to yourself, but at the same time still kind of, you know, presenting the mainstream media in your music? I think it's just um, it it it, it kind of narrows down. F- to the simplest things because I always have a rule where if I want to if I want to when things become so overwhelming I've learned to like 
tell myself like one thing at a time, do it simply. At least it helps. That's the reason why it helps me multitasks. So I guess it's just for example, whenever I do my mixes, like in order for still for me to stand out, I always have a go-to song. No one has ever played. Like have a go-to song. Once the moment of execution comes, you'll have to remember that there are things that may or may not go out of plan. It it, it usually goes out of plan. Usually, the things you think will go wrong will go wrong. It will. There was a time where I did a DJ set for a cock and flap after party, and you know yeah. what was the night what? when Sway Lee was performing. So you know how how difficult it was to like. I was able to play Top in one. That. I was in the big. I was playing in the big clubs. I was playing in Space Club. Right across the street where Sway Lee was doing an after party in Tasmania Ballroom or Dragon Eye. Oh. <laughs> How so, did you that know, go? A few, at least a good 20 people came. So compared to 50 people that like, were going across the street. Where was Sway Lee? Like in Langkwai, same with me. Oh. After Cock and Flap. Yeah, because I know we're a uh, space, right? Yeah. And then, oh, damn. Tasmania wow. is, is in the same street. We were performing in the same street. Fuck. <laughs> expect, you, you can't expect too much. Yeah, things will not... Will, will, will not go as planned not go as you think still do it you're given the opportunity why worry about it too much mm-hmm. yeah you, you you just be happy that you did it perform for it people still show up people still support you if you're willing to support them back then you'll be returned 10 times greater mm-hmm. like what are the internal words that you tell yourself in order to get out of that rut or get out of that mindset I think it's just more of because I always, I my personality tends to be like a people's pleaser in a more flaw way, I guess. I wanted to please my friends around me at first. Mm-hmm. So it was difficult to say like, I wanted to impress people like the friends from church, my friends from school. And even it was clear from the start that I know that their taste is different than mine. And it was no matter how many times I kept impressing them, I kept learning new stuff for the sake that I want them to show up. Mm-hmm. Even though it's because availability comes into clash, they're not free. Or sometimes I had to be so blunt with them thinking, do you not like what I do? Sometimes I can be blunt with it. But the moment I think this year was just more of the more I focused more within the community where I was already part of, like because I found DJ friends now, I think it kind of shifted the focus just more of um, you just need to find your right people then don't yeah. doubt yourself later on I yeah. think because the moment you you don't you play for other people or you don't find the right people to, to connect with on the same level with you you will doubt yourself you will suffer through you will continue to suffer through in a very harsh way it will suffer your passion if mm-hmm. you just keep pleasing people yeah And I'm going to take off my sunglasses and say it right directly to the camera. Artists, you are the shit, so act like it. Okay, so going into our closing statements for today, because we're about to end this episode. Are there any advices that you would give to artists that are starting in similar fields than you are? Do a lot of research. That's where it got me to DJing somewhere else already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it wasn't for me researching, I wouldn't know where I would be DJing for Llama Sounds or Underwood Find your records. community. Find, find your, your places. Find, find keep your connections. Audience. Learn new stuff. Yeah. Either learn how to play guitar, learn how to produce music, learn how to DJ like Skrillex, learn how to produce like Avicii. Learn anything. It will become useful in the end. Yeah, no, As a one-team man or with the collective. And yeah. Yeah. And just, just keep going. Play for yourself. 
play for an, even if you play for an empty room, you've learned how to play for yourself. You'll be fine. Well, anyways, thank you so much for being on Artist Talk Central today. It's very happy happy to have you here. Um, I hope you enjoyed recording this episode with us. I thought it was really fun, and I learned a lot. And thank you so much. Thank you, Cherry. Bye bye. Peace out, homies.